Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is the Week in Review. Thanks for being here. A um, lot to get to. I'm going to be revealing the secrets of investing on this live trading desk. I've been doing this over 30 years. I'm sharing with you um, the vault of knowledge that I've created over that time, and I hope it helps. This is an educational show. I'm not telling you what stocks to buy or when to buy them. I couldn't possibly do that. I don't know you. But what I can do is share with you the information we gather that I use for my own personal capital when I invest. And the information I use to manage capital for individuals through my relationship with interactive brokers. Okay, the week in review, here's how it's going to go. I like to go over our algorithms on the top six indexes that we follow that drive all of our risk management decisions. And then we're going to break down specific topics today. We're going to talk about cannabis. It's our favorite investing theme. It's gone through a pretty nasty reversal and sell-off the last couple of months, which I warned you about. So hopefully um, you're, you're in a position where you're more excited about the weakness than, than upset by it. And I'll explain that in a minute. I do think it's possible Boom, we just saw a bottom put in with the earnings announcement of Afria. Stock is up 34% today. I'm going to share with you why I think that's important. Um, We're going to talk about Charlotte's Web versus CanTrust. A couple of weeks ago, I made some comments about those two companies, and we're going to look back and see what happened after those comments I made, just to give you guys a little more clarity on the information I'm sharing with you. Okay. Um, We're also going to go over some of my recent discussions about different groups using ETFs that we can invest in the banking sector, the energy sector, the biotech sector. We're going to talk about those. Um, And then we'll wrap up with um, a question I have from a subscriber. You know, Fridays, I always try to go over subscriber questions. So I'm going to uh, answer some questions today. The particular issue, you know, I'm surrounded right now by um, computer screens. I have my trading desk set up. This is a live desk right now. The market's open. Things are happening. I'm going to share with you guys how I built this desk, the products I use, the tools I use. If you're trying to get started um, managing your own capital and and building a trading desk, I'm just going to share some of the tools and answer a question from one of one of our subscribers. All right, so let's get to it. Um, first things first. This week's been an absolutely crazy week from a volatility standpoint, but this is part and parcel of the market we have to deal with. So um, what happened? We had the Fed meeting, the Fed cut rates. Then the very next day, Donald Trump talked about more 
tariffs on China goods starting in September. Okay, let's go with the Fed meeting first. We had um, a live stream for you on Wednesday, and I shared with you what I thought may happen off of the news. It was, it was fairly accurate. You guys can go back and look at the Wednesday uh, discussion. What I said was, look, Fed rate cut of a quarter basis point is probably going to happen. People want 50, probably not going to happen. It'll be a quarter. That's just how the Fed moves. Um, and the reaction to the news at the beginning when, when, when you first get the announcement, whatever the reaction is, the market usually does the opposite by the end of the day or the next day. This is exactly what happened. Market sold off on the news because it wasn't, quote, a big enough rate cut or whatever, um, because there was that discussion where um, Fed Chairman Powell said this is a mid-cycle adjustment. People were hoping that he was going to say this is the beginning of a new rate cutting cycle. I don't know why anyone really would think that. I mean, we're, we're not in a recession. The, 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 the numbers continue to be mixed. So we kind of are moving along at a steady pace. So you, you'd have to be um, dreaming if you thought the Fed was going to cut 50 basis points and say, we're going to go on a rate cutting cycle. I mean, we're just not in a recession yet. So they won't do that. So the knee-jerk reaction by algorithms to sell off the news because it wasn't enough got reversed in the morning the next day, right? And the NASDAQ was hitting almost new highs, which is exactly what I said would happen. And then we got the Trump announcement, the tweet, as it were, that he's going to raise tariffs in September, and everything imploded. Now, I'm here to tell you and keep it honest with you. I always will keep it honest with you. I took it in the teeth on that story. Okay? I'm not trading like this on a Trump tweet. I don't have algos designed to crawl news services and when a Trump tweet comes out, start selling or buying. I just don't do that. That's for somebody else to do. I'm building portfolios that have a mid to longer term feel to them. Yes, I have day trading algos for the NASDAQ 100 and the S&P, which I've been sharing with you on Twitter. Don't forget to go follow me on Twitter, hashtag Armor Report or at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal. Don't forget Armor Report. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So we have algorithms for multi-day strategies and for day trading strategies. And I shared with you the equity curve of our S&P and our NASDAQ strategies. They did not trade yesterday, okay? They don't trade every day. We look for specific openings where we're buying weakness and then we sell into strength. And we didn't get those openings yesterday. Yesterday's action was just insanity. And our algorithms designed not to trade during insanity because the reward versus risk component is completely inverted. The risk is massive and the reward is not enough. And so forget it. We don't trade those days. Don't forget rule number one. If you go to Rosenthal Capital Management website, click on algorithmic research and read our rules of the road. The number one rule of the road is to put yourself on the right side of probability and statistics and always consider reward versus risk when you're putting money to work. If the reward's not great enough for the risk you're taking, you don't put the trade on. 
And if it's inverted, where the risk is astronomical because of hysterical behavior happening yesterday, then you can't day trade. You could try it, but I don't put money to work on a day like that unless specific opportunities arise, and they didn't happen yesterday. And so now today, there's more of a follow-through. Market's gone right back down to the 50-day moving average. So um, a review of our algorithms on the top five indexes, these are multi-day algorithms of risk management. The S&P, SPY, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, small cap index, IWM, the uh, Dow, DIA, the Momentum Index, MTUM, and the IBD50, FFTY. Um, we had raised stops, raised stops, raised stops. After the Fed meeting, the Dow strategy got stopped out. Today, in the morning, the momentum strategy, MTUM, got stopped out. We've yet to be stopped out on the Qs, the small caps of the S&P. The other two indexes that I mentioned, the MTUM and the Dow, incorporate um, tighter stops. Now, this doesn't mean that I necessarily run out there and sell everything. It just means that when we get this movement of a couple of indexes with, which have the tighter stops to the sidelines, obviously risk has increased. I don't need me to tell you that. The market imploded over a couple of days here. So it's not very helpful. There aren't many algorithms that are going to be very helpful when Trump makes a tweet and the market implodes. It, it, there's only so much you can do. So you have to then look at the uptrend, look at the pattern, and see where are we now. And so the other indexes, the stop is somewhere around the 50-day moving average, which we've approached right now. We may be stopped out by the end of the day. I don't know. If we get stopped out across the board on everything, that's when we really raise cash and we reassess the situation. If the 50-day moving average is hold, we may get a whole other buy signal right in here over the next couple of weeks. I don't know. I can't really predict. What I can tell you is um, in the past, every time there's a Trump tweet, tweet about tariffs and the market implodes, it doesn't last more than a week or two. And the reason is that markets go up and down longer term based on what the Fed is doing. Is the Fed adding liquidity or subtracting it? If the Fed's adding liquidity in an easy mode, then ultimately markets go higher, even if there's wicked swings in the middle. And in a perverse way, when Trump raises tariffs and the trade war rhetoric gets louder, that just forces the Fed to be more easy with credit. And we're seeing that in the credit markets, where now we're starting to get priced in another rate cut. So that's the fundamental understanding of what's happening today. 
I will still reduce risk if all of our algorithms go to cash because it will tell me, um, first of all, everybody needs to use stop losses, whether you like it or not. I had a subscriber um, this week. Unfortunately, um, he finds himself in a difficult position in the cannabis stocks because he did not use stops. And he mentioned to me he wished he'd listened to what I was saying. So let's just share it again. Me, and I wonder if you're watching this right now. I, I, I appreciate you sending me that tweet because it does remind me to tell everybody again, no matter what we think about the market direction or the stock direction or the group direction, you still have to incorporate stops. And even if they, you may just be stopped out for a day or two, but it forces you back to cash to think about what's going on, to reassess the position, and then to get involved again. In fact, I'm going to get to that in a minute because that just happened to us in Charlotte's Web. I'm going to go over that in a second. But to wrap up this segment of, of the show, the algorithms are definitely suggesting, as we all know, that risk is on the rise. Things are being stressed. We're right at the area where stops are going to be challenged. If all algorithms go back to cash, that will force me to reduce my positions across the board. Now, we have a portfolio uh, structure where we have on one side dividend slash uh, big cap um, passive income producing investments. Then we have a larger portion of our capital invested directly in the indexes using the algorithms. And then we have our aggressive capital invested in things like Twitter and the cannabis companies. So if all algorithms go to cash, I have to reduce my exposure everywhere or figure out ways to hedge the risk. And I'll discuss that with you if I have to do it. We'll, we'll talk about it Monday. If that's what ends up happening, we'll come on here at 1130. I'll share with you what we're doing. As of right now, though, it's really just a two-day sell-off. I mean, yesterday at, at 130, the NASDAQ was near its highs, having digested the Fed's announcements. So between 130, it's not even two days. It's not even, it's not even one day, right? 130, like at 130 today, it'll be one, you know, one day of a sell-off in the market. So it's tough to deal with these volatile, volatile swings, but you can't overreact because of a tweet. You have to be methodical. You have to be willing to um, um, have a wider band of, of, um, of your stop. I mean, stops are very tricky. For our algorithms, we use top-day volatility and multi-day volatility to figure out where the stops should be. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Charlotte's Web, okay? This is a perfect example of how um, – I run money and, and I practice what I preach. Um, when Cure Relief announced that the FDA had sent them um, a, um, um, a fairly negative notice, a warning notice of things they were saying on their website about CBD, I came on here and I said to you, this disturbs me about Charlotte's Web. I see their website. They have a lot of the same things. I wonder if there's a letter coming to them. And uh, I reduced my position there. And in some accounts, got rid of it completely. The stock was going down. It hit a stop. Even though it's my favorite cannabis company, I go to cash and I reassess. A couple days later, 
the announcement that Kroger's is going to roll out Charlotte's Web across 1,350 stores, bringing Charlotte's Web retail presence to 8,000 stores up from 4,000 January 1. And I came on here and I said to you, this is significant. Bought my position back. I don't care. Two days later, right? I got stopped out. I reassessed. New news comes out. Put the position back on. This is the single best cannabis stock right now in the last couple of months. And I've been telling you that really from day one. The reason is simple. Charlotte's Web is the best way for institutions to get exposure to cannabis. These institutions cannot buy U.S. MSOs right now because they're illegal on the federal level. So you've got endowment funds. You've got CalPERS. You've got all of these types of billions of dollars worth of capital that can't put money in the cannabis space, but they can buy a hemp company, a hemp CBD company. Charlotte's Web moved to the Toronto Stock Exchange. I told you that was coming. Later this year, I think you'll see Charlotte's Web get a dual listing. Could be NASDAQ, could be the New York Stock Exchange. Volume is coming into the stock. Institutions are getting a foothold in the cannabis space by buying this stock first because it's the least amount of risk for them. There's no legal risk. In the meantime, Charlotte's Web has added fresh blood to its C-suite. New CEO was running the $3 billion Kellogg's snack division for a decade. You got X Johnson and Johnson guys in here. You got X InBev guys in here. This is a simple investment to understand from an institutional standpoint. This is a consumer packaged good. That's it. You don't have to worry about all the other ancillary stuff when it comes to marijuana. And that's why this stock outperforms all the other names while they're plummeting. I came on here on the 12th of July when CanTrust had their um, um, destructive moment. They've been cheating on their um, um, licensed producer status by selling product that was not approved by Health Canada. I came on the show, I did a bonus coverage for you, and I said to you, that's a major problem for the space. but not a problem for Charlotte's Web. Let's just go over the numbers. Had you bought Charlotte's Web that day, you'd be up 32% from that day. And had you shorted CanTrust, you all know the answer to that. The stock is down about 24% from that day. Okay. Now, I'm not advocating short-end can trust. You can do it if you want. But I'm just giving you a point of fact. The information I'm providing to you every day on this show, live off my trading desk, is valuable. And if you want to figure out how to quantify it, there's the example. Charlotte's Web up 30, what did I say, 32%? 
in that two weeks and can trust down 24. Enough said. Let's move on. Afria. Why do I feel Afria may be putting a bottom in these stocks now? You heard it here first. The Afria earnings announcement may be bottoming these stocks. First of all, these stocks are approaching the lows set last August when Constellation Brands put $4 billion into Canopy. If Canopy growth gets down to $25, $26 a share, which is the price it was trading at before the $4 billion was put into it, that, that's insane. I mean, obviously, the companies should be valued higher after a $4 billion investment from Constellation Brands. I don't care what Bruce Linton did or what the last earnings announcement was. So you could see that this is getting out of control on the downside. And then today, Afria blew out the earnings number. The revenue number was huge. Now, I don't, I've never liked Afria. I've been on this show saying, I, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't like this company. But they got rid of their CEO that did some nefarious things down in South America. It seems like their chairman of the board and new CEO intern right now is doing the right things to turn the business around. And they just had a huge quarter. I suggest you guys go listen to the conference call. Hear what they're saying. It's the first big Canadian LP that's come out with a real surprise earnings announcement. All the other guys, Hexo, you know, um, Canopy, they're all missing numbers. Kronos. And so that really led to a decline in these stocks. And then, of course, the CanTrust story just cratered them. But are we turning a corner here with this Afria announcement? Because if Afria can do it, they're not the only ones doing it in Canada. Okay? So investors are going to begin to think, hey, maybe the selling's over. I'm not saying run out and buy the stocks today. But Afria is now up 37% on the day. I posted a chart of it on Twitter. Check it out. Hashtag Armor Report. You can see a nice double bottom, a gap up with earnings. It may be a stock I want to own. I listened to that conference call. It sounded pretty good. I like the management team now. I think they're getting their act together. So those of you who've suffered a lot in these stocks because you didn't use stop losses may find that you're near the bottom of your experience. Now, it doesn't mean these stocks are going to reverse and skyrocket, but they may build a nice base in here the rest of the summer and start coming out in front of the edibles release in December in Canada. So we'll see. All right, let's jump to a couple other things before, we, um, before I've got to go. Um, obviously, the energy collapse on the Trump story kind of ruins the investment idea when it comes to... Um, uh, energy stocks at the moment. So I highlighted energy stocks. I highlighted um, uh, AMLP, which is paying a dividend of eight, eight plus percent. Look, I'm still collecting that yield. I was up in the stock a couple weeks ago. Now I'm down in the stock a little bit. I'm collecting the yield. Um, Schlumberger, I'm collecting the yield. Um, but the stock is selling off. So um, my stop loss is a little more lenient. I'm giving it a little bit more room because I'm collecting a nice dividend yield, and I think they're bottoming, but certainly the volatility is ugly. 
The banking stocks, KBE, KRE, they've reversed. Not a good sign, and that's really hurting the small cap index. So I highlighted what looked like a breakout of a major downtrend in the banks, and they've just reversed and cratered in the last couple of days. Tight stops on these things if you've taken positions. I take positions, and many times I use the low of the day that I bought the stock or the index as my stop. Many times. That's a little secret of this trading desk. You might think that's crazy. You buy it. What if the next day it takes out the low of the day you bought it? I'm out. I reassess. The reason I do this is that over time, 30 years of doing this, I've discovered that when I'm right on a position, I never feel any pain. When I'm right on my position entry price, I'm never feeling pain. So if I take a position and I immediately feel pain, I know there's something wrong with my thought process. I step back and reassess. That's a secret of the trading desk. Most people will think that's crazy. They'll say, that stops way too tight. It happens to me all the time. Okay, well, I suggest to you your entry price is wrong because it doesn't happen to me all the time, right? I have um, more often than not, I mean like in the 60 to 80% range, depending on the asset I'm trading, the asset goes higher without any pain using my algorithms. So the entry level is key. If you don't have the entry level right, then my stop that I use isn't going to work for you. I'm not telling you how to do it. But for my strategies and how it works for me, that stop is brilliant. I have my eye on the biotech. Now, I was going to talk to you about it because I thought it was exciting, and then the market imploded. So let's put it on the back burner for now. But keep your eye on IBB and XBI. They're setting up correctly. They've underperformed the market. But they look poised to go higher if this market doesn't really implode. If this is just a 24-hour sell-off on a tweet storm and this market recovers at the 50-day moving average, that might be a sector that I focus on next week. I'll tell you about it. All right, so scorecard we just completed. Let's get to the subscriber question. Um, thanks for the question, uh, DJ. I'll, I'll go over with you. and you know I hope this answers your, your questions. You can always uh, send me more details. Um, if I don't hit on all the, the, the points. But what do I do for my trading desk? Um, look, I manage professional money. So you're not going to need all of the tools that I'm using for an individual who's trying to build a trading desk for their own capital. Okay, so I'm going to exclude a lot of the things I don't think you need. Um, after extensive research, I will tell you that I think um, Interactive Brokers is without a doubt the best platform to trade on. Lowest cost, best execution, and I, I really appreciate their customer support, which is key when you're trading. You, you cannot afford to dial a number and a trade desk and have it go to you know, a waiting line, right? So – you need a company geared towards helping you execute and helping you protect your capital. And I think Interactive Brokers is the best way to go. I looked at a lot of other guys. Hang on a sec, guys. Live trading, and I just got a risk on uh, entry point. 
I just want to make sure it executed right. Hang on a second. Okay, so I'm now long shares of the triple Qs using our day trading algorithm, which is interesting. So we're at, it's 12 o'clock, and we got a double bottom risk on entry point in the Qs. This is happening live right now. You're getting a live look into what happens with the algo, algo that trades on its own. This algorithm has a um, profit factor of over two and a quarter. Okay, so um, in other words, it has a it, it makes two and a half times what it lo- uh, two and a quarter times what it loses, right? So anything over one is a profitable strategy. Anything over two starts to get real exciting. Um, the stop on this is uh, my guess is, and I don't. You know, the algorithm is complex with thousands of lines of code, so things can change depending on everything. But just a basic idea, if we take out the lows today, I'm sure we'll be out of that trade. Uh, it may even be sooner than that. I don't know. Okay. Um, sorry, DJ, getting back to what I was saying. So I like um, interactive brokers as my execution platform, and I've been using TradeStation as my charting platform I think for 30 years, I think 30 years, if they've been around that long, I'm pretty sure. So um, I think TradeStation's horrible when it comes to customer service. I wouldn't necessarily open an account there. Um, uh, there it's, it's, um, it's really designed for people who know how to write code. It's an easy language coding software, so we can um, – uh, easily build algorithms and strategies. And so I really like their charting software and their algorithmic building software. But when it comes to my execution um, and where I have my capital um, custody, it's at, it's at interactive brokers. So I hope, I hope that answers your question. I, I don't know if you've got more questions. You can always you know, email me some more or text me some more questions. And I'll try to cover it on, you know, Monday's call. We can continue this conversation. Um, I would also say that if you're setting up your trade desk, um, here's a couple of books you want to read. The number one book to read is How to Make Money in Stocks with William O'Neill. Even if you don't follow his can slim approach, it's a great foundation for understanding why stocks go up and down. How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. I use the Investor's Business Daily website, IBD website, for a lot of my information, just basic information. And I use Business Insider as another source that I think has valuable information. Okay. So anyway, guys, I hope that helps. Um, I really appreciate you guys spending time with me today. I look forward to talking to you again on Monday at 1130. Um, There's going to be a lot to go over because of the extreme volatility today and this week. But um, if you've enjoyed this, please like it. Give me a thumbs up. That helps me. I'm trying to build my subscribers. That's a way for you to give back. I appreciate it when you do. And um, certainly subscribe. Tell your friends whatnot. We're getting close to our 200 subscribers. And when we get there, everybody who's on our email list, which you can get on if you go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com, 
and you sign up for the Armor Report action alerts, okay, I will share with you, I will share with you the number one, actually, I think I said the top three cannabis stocks that are in my portfolio at the time. So we're at 153 on subscribers now. Let's get to 200, and you're all going to get an email, okay? Thanks for helping me out. Wish you all the best of luck. Be safe out there, and I'll talk to you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.